0: I am Uncle Bill.
1: And I am the creepy Kentuckian. If you will, for two weeks in a row, bitches. Holy hell, boys, what's going on that we could
0: actually do this two times in a row? Jack
1: and shit. And I'm gonna wiggle my dick. Do the biggie dick wiggle.
0: <laughs>
1: that should be a shirt, the biggie dick wiggle. Big wiggle. Wiggle wiggle dick big dick dick Biggie dick wiggle. So uh Yeah, we're um, one week away from the blackest Friday the world has ever seen. Holy shit. And Thanksgiving and all that stuff. Black Friday's actually become a bigger holiday than Thanksgiving, though.
0: It really has, yeah. It's weird. Everybody goes that damn thing. I don't know if I'm going to go to it again or not,
1: man. I'm going to it. I just like to torture myself.
0: You must. I think that they're having most of those sales online from what I was hearing, too, about Walmart. Um,
1: yeah, Walmart. Like I got a hundred dollar Walmart gift card left over from the you know wedding gifts and stuff, so I want to go see what I can get. Um, but you know, I was really kind of let down. I think overall by the because I was looking primarily for the TVs. Like we we're kind of not that we need a new TV, but we got a stand that can support a 70-inch fucking TV. So I was kind of like, huh, I wonder if they have any deals on 70-inch TVs. and You know, they really don't. They have, yeah. like, one 70-inch TV that's, like, 900 bucks, which, to me. <laughs> that ain't
0: that great of a deal, man, really. No, I mean, that's not it's a good. That, the way things are now with TVs. Yeah,
1: not not that really good of a deal. They do have, um, like, a 50-inch for 249 or something like that. So I, I think I mentioned that to you and you were kind of in the I'd market. I probably get that, yeah. Yeah, you're kind of in the market to get a, get a TV upgrade and all that. So, I mean, that, that, that's a good buy right there if you can get in on it. Um, and of course, they're going to have like $20 Chromecast, $25 Rokus, um, you know, tons of movies as always, which, uh, I think is pretty cool. How much of the movies they doing the dot thing again? I probably, I know they're, like, they have some DVDs for 196 and they have Blu-rays, some Blu-rays for 396 Uh And then, like, the brand-new ones they're going to have for, like, 996 Um You know, a lot of the stuff that just came out is going to be on there. So, I mean, it's similar pricing to last year, which is, you know, I mean, I guess to be expected there. I, I would think at this point, though, some of the DVDs could be, like, I don't know, two for a dollar or something like that. You know, I mean, at this point in the game. You know something that's strange, though, that I was talking to uh, Sarah about when it comes to Black Friday sales or Brown Thursday, whatever the hell you want to call it, you never see music CDs, or of course now probably not, people don't really buy new CDs, but you never they've never been on sale for Black Friday that I can remember. Can you?
0: No. That's one thing I can't even ever remember either, like... um, uh cds ever having anything to do with it
1: yeah you notice too like cds never ever go below like five bucks in a store like (laughs) it's just i mean that's just weird don't you think like the cheapest you can get a cd is five bucks and they never go below that that's true i wonder why that is too because nobody really buys cds yeah i don't know either i mean i buy them now but i don't buy them new i buy them like at goodwill and shit
0: yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you buy a CD nowadays, you buy it for like a dollar or something. Yeah. If you buy it for that damn much.
1: Yeah. I mean, the thing is, um, for me, um, I would rather go to Goodwill, pick up, pick them up for a dollar or two dollars or whatever, rip them on my, um, you know, iPod, and then have, the, always have that backup copy there because, you know, the hard drive's going to die eventually anyway. And, uh, you know, that's the way to listen to digital music, Uncle Bill.
0: Yeah, That's true. Speaking of digital music, well, I, to, I think I was talking about this to you, but we haven't talked about it on here or anything. You know how we're both into to vinyl and stuff like that.
1: I, I know. We're hipsters. I'm into cassette, cassette You really page. are, yeah.
0: which I don't understand that exactly. But um, They've got, like I was talking to you about, they've got a new digital vinyl player. That plays records with a laser, so a needle doesn't have to touch it, and like I guess possibly scratch Looking the record.
1: Up. Yeah, didn't you say the uh, the player was like extremely expensive too?
0: I I, I think it was like anywhere between six to eight hundred dollars. It was something crazy, yeah.
1: What I don't get about that is though, what makes that different than a CD? See, that's a good point. What's the point? I mean, the I, sound... I'm f-
0: guessing it's just the, the fact that it's reading the vinyl instead of like a reading like a metallic kind of CD or whatever.
1: Yeah, but, but the, the process is the same. It's probably not going to sound any different than a CD. Yeah, I would,
0: I, 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 that's one thing I don't know about, like what the sound of it would be like or anything.
1: I mean, the thing about the the whole hipster vinyl movement is, I'm pretty sure that they want it to sound like a record. They want it to, the the sound of the needle hitting the record and all that. I don't, I don't think there's a market for that thing. I mean, I'm sure there's probably a couple of like Asian men somewhere that would be interested in it. But other than that, you know, other than Yoshihiro Tajiri and, (coughs) you know, uh, Taka Michinoku. I don't know if anybody else would be interested in checking out the digital vinyl player
0: yeah could be wrong though could be wrong i mean
1: especially for 800 dollars or whatever you said it was gonna be what do you think about uh since we're talking about music here and there's not a whole lot of horror news to get to by the way i was just looking
0: yeah i looked too it's fucking ridiculous
1: (laughs) yeah it's kind of we might as well talk
0: about everything else
1: kind of pathetic yeah this would be like a um i don't know uh what can you call it like a potluck show or something We'll bring uh, a little bit of everything to the table. That's right. It's potluck dinner. Anyway, rumor going around is um, in the next few days or weeks, they are going to announce a Guns N' Roses reunion tour to take place next year to coincide with the 30th anniversary of Appetite for Destruction. So what do you have to say about that, Uncle Bill?
0: Uh, You know... You may be surprised by what I have to say about it because I really, th- like a lot of other people, think that, you know, Welcome to the Jungle, Welcome to the Jungle, Appetite for Destruction is like a, one of the classic albums to come out of the 80s. That being said, man, I mean, first of all, I almost will guarantee you that Steven Adler won't be in this. Yeah, he's, be that-
1: he's borderline retarded right now. Yeah. You? I mean, ain't no way yeah, he couldn't. Yeah.
0: It's gonna be Matt Sorum, so it's really not the, the lineup that did Appetite for Destruction if they do that. If, secondly, it, I mean, I don't know if anybody's seen Axel perform lately, but it's fucking awful. Like, remember when he came out on MTV and tried to, like, do Welcome to yeah, the Jungle? That was really do you remember bad. what that was like? That
1: was really bad.
0: It was horrible, man. He couldn't even breathe. But like, the- he was so out of shape that he couldn't sing. Like, he just couldn't. Yeah. You know, have enough wind
1: yeah that wasn't (laughs) very good that wasn't very good
0: and he doesn't sound like anything like he he did back then anyway so i i don't know how i could be excited about it really because it's i you know i don't mind going to see a band like clearly an older band that's doing like a new tour like because i saw rush but they need to at least be able to to simulate in some way the the sound that they had before. I just don't think they can do that now. Well,
1: I think they can. And I mean, it, not just based on you you know Axel's not going to be able to hit the notes exactly like he did. But there's a there's a show that I watched, um, you know, if he's got it in him, um I think that he could Get back into shape and pull off enough of the old axle. If he would, that would actually be pleasing, I guess, to the old school fans. One of those old shows that I watched wasn't a Guns and Roses show or anything, but um, it was the um, reunion show that Led Zeppelin did, and uh, you yeah. know, very similar. A lot of people were always talking about over the last few years. Uh, Robert Plant, you know, and his voice and stuff like that. I think, like, if these guys are serious enough... Now, he just did it for one show. I don't know if he could do it for a tour, Robert Plant. Maybe not, because he never did go back on tour. Um, I mean, that was rumored ever since that time. But with Axel, I mean, <clears throat> it's all in the matter of... I want to get my ass in shape. I want to take some... You know, I want to do some vocal techniques. I think that with Smoke and Mirrors... It could be a tour that people would love. It's going to be a tour. That, if they do it, they're going to make a fortune on that shit. I mean, it's probably going to rival, like, the Eagles coming back, you know, 20 years ago, whenever it was, on tour.
0: Well, he's going to have to do some fucking Ronda Rousey training or something, man, to get fucking
1: <laughs> <laughs> into the shape
0: to do that now, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, to...
0: He's you know, going to have to be like Sylvester Stallone in Rocky IV, you know, where he's carrying a fucking log up the hill in the snow.
1: Right, but I mean, if, it? It, at the end of the day, though, if you want to make it, your fans happy and have a great memory to, and in my opinion, you know, these guys are old, they're not going to be doing this stuff, you know, maybe not even ten more years, and maybe end the career, you know, his career on a high note, rather than, you know... Touring is Guns and Roses and it just resembles like a cover band more than anything else. Um, yeah,
0: I, I think part of it too, with me, I know that there are people out there that only do these, these kind of older tours for money because I'm going to be honest with you. Like I went and saw Willie Nelson and Merle Haggard recently yeah. and And, you know, Merle Haggard was okay. I'm not saying that he blew the fucking roof off the place or anything. But, I mean, compared to Willie Nelson's performance, Merle Haggard looked like fucking, you know, Jimmy Page in 1975 or something. Like, I have never seen anything like that, man. Where it was just like, he had no intention of singing or playing any of those songs in any way like that they were recorded. And it was like, everything was, all the notes were flat. None of the guitar parts matched anything else that was going on. And I just got a feeling that, I mean, there's people that just, they just cash out after a while. I don't think that, in my opinion, if they hold the tour together for longer than like a month, which I even doubt that because it reminds me of like Van Halen kind of stuff, then I just don't see him giving a fuck, like that much of a fuck.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe you're right. I'm just saying, um I think I call, I called this thing months ago. Because it was a rumor that they'd, uh, Slash and Axel had, had been talking again and stuff like that. I said, mark my fucking words 30 year anniversary, appetite for destruction. They're going to do a damn tour. You know, um, but we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, it hasn't been announced. So, um, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but, uh, there's been rumors out there that, uh, you know, much like the rumors of, uh, you know, HIV, the HIV yeah. kid, Ricky Wild Thing Vaughn.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we got to talk about that, man. Holy shit.
1: Yeah. The, I uh, mean, for,
0: for anybody, I'm sure everybody knows. Uh, there's no reason to even explain the the details of it, that Charlie Sheen's, you know, come out and says he's HIV positive, but... That's not even the most mind-blowing thing. The most mind-blowing thing to me was they knew about it for like four fucking years. Yeah. And, and he didn't was, tell anybody.
1: You know, having sex parties and and everything else. I mean, he's really and he'd paid like upwards of like 10 million dollars to people to keep it a secret for this long.
0: Yeah, I know. I heard about that.
1: Um Yeah, I think he's going to be in some hot water for you know, from a lot of these bitches, because most of them were hookers, right?
0: Yeah, they were.
1: Um, and you know, you flat out know, I don't give a damn what he says, that you have that many hookers, you're, you're a drug addict, everything else, you're not using a condom for every one of them bitches. There's no way. Because, uh, you know, I can flat out tell you there's going to be a lot of them come forward that probably claim that they contract contracted the virus from Charlie Sheen. And he's going to be prosecuted for... Like, can they prosecute it for, um, what, manslaughter? Or what can they do? Because if he knew he had it, I know that's illegal, right?
0: Um, yeah, you can't, like... There's a big thing about this uh, a couple of years ago. Like, it's almost akin to... To uh, like voluntary manslaughter or something like that, mm. where you you're knowingly infecting somebody with something that you will kill them without telling them. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. no.
1: Yeah, and the thing is too, if they're they're prostitutes, they can't afford the drugs that Charlie Sheen can afford uh, to combat this, you know, disease. I know. So, but that's going to be uh, interesting. Yeah, what were you want to say?
0: Um, did you see the Brie Olson thing? She came out, and she was the porn star that he lived with for a long time there and and she was on Howard stern, and she said that uh he never like always told her he was clean, never told her that he had any kind of problem like that like uh they did wear some sort of a condom but it was like I don't know if they did sometimes and didn't other times anyway. She said that she was h i v negative but like it wasn't for his lack of trying i
1: guess. right. Yeah, i don't know how that works. I mean, evidently not every time you're going to pass the disease along. But, you know, there's always that high risk. Yeah, i guess. I don't know. I don't know how that works, but uh the thing is, man, like, you know, and, and a lot of people are taking cheap shots at him or whatever else. I'm a fan of his acting. Like I've always been a fan of Charlie Sheen. I like him and like not nothing that recent that he's done, but I mean, Major League is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, you know, I, I really love the Young Guns movies. He was in this movie called Cadence. It was awesome. I don't know if you've ever seen it.
0: I love that movie. It's where he teaches all them guys to dance.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he's <laughs> or like, they teach he, him to dance. Yeah. He's in then? like a prison camp and. It's a really awesome movie. So, you know, I'm a fan of his for sure. But the thing is, man, like as far as a person goes, I don't know anybody could be a fan of his. You know, some of the stuff that he did and said and just, you know, he seems like up to this point, of course, now boo hoo. Look at me. I'm I'm infected. He was just as arrogant as a prick. As you could think of in, in Hollywood, I mean, at one point in time with that show, which I've never seen one episode of that show, that Two and a Half Men, he was making, like, what, $1 million per episode when he quit or when he got fired or whatever happened there.
0: Yeah, it was it was an insane amount of money. I remember that because, like, it was about that, wasn't it? Like a million and a half, two million an episode. Mm-hmm. So he could pay off all the women in the world at, for a long time there.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, man, like... I don't know if it was, if he was just egotistical or what, but eventually some of your bad decisions is going to catch up with you. And, uh, man, I mean, it sucks for him. And hopefully he can make a positive out of all this bullshit, but oh Jesus Christ. I mean, some of the crazy shit that he did, um, and he knew about the AIDS thing, I guess, when he was having that big meltdown and stuff too, cause that wasn't, he'd known about it for four years, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing I keep thinking was that probably coincides something around that time. I would say is like, he probably got really, really severely fucked up on cocaine and crack and all that stuff to kind of deal with the fact that he knew he had HIV. I'm betting. Mm. And that probably carried over to that whole period of time.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't really know what else to say. I mean, it's just he's going to be in a world of shit for a long time because um, he's going to have all these women come forward, and I'm sure there's going to be a few of them that's going to be infected. So
0: yeah, it's going to be worse than Bill Cosby, son. He's going to have everybody in the world coming up.
1: He is. Everybody's going to know uh, uh, where he put his pudding pop. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ!
0: With the pudding and the rape and the whatnots and... Uh, and all that tomfoolery.
1: So, yeah. Oh, here's
0: another fun story, though, man. We're going to end up being like E! Entertainment News.
1: We are. We're like your morning uh, commute show.
0: I don't know if you heard about this, but something about this just completely fucking like freaked me out. Did you hear about this Gwen Stefani shit?
1: I heard about her and Blake Shelton. Chugabaker, you know biker, spit. Do what now? You
0: know she's pregnant.
1: Oh, with uh, Blake Shelton's kid. Apparently, yeah. Well, good for her.
0: Is that not fucking just
1: bizarre to you, though? Like that is weird. They they don't even seem like a couple, like those two. Like when did she? Um, wasn't she married to the dude that uh, wasn't he in Bush or something like that? Oh, he was in Bush, all right.
0: (laughs) No, No, he was actually in the band. Yeah, it was that Gavin Rosdale.
1: Yeah, when did they call it... uh when did they call it Splits or whatever?
0: I only ever remember them having, like, one album, man. Yeah.
1: Like, they
0: may have had another one, but it was no more than two albums.
1: Yeah, I know. I guarantee it. And people kept talking about Bush like they were some big deal or something for a long time, but I guess people quit. You know something that... um, completely unrelated somebody sent it to me and this is just fucking brilliant this is hilarious in florida of all places i think this is where the band is originally from there is a cover band um i guess it's a tribute band for creed (laughs) that's out there now are you
0: serious where
1: the fuck are they gonna play like that's what i was wanting to know the only thing I the only place you really see Creed CDs anymore is like Goodwill. So could they get like a show at Goodwill or something? Like a concert. <laughs> the band's name is Hire. And it's Oh a, my god. It's a uh, tr- Creed tribute band. And they're they're horrible. Like I honestly think the singer is probably worse than Scott Stapp.
0: Man, here's the thing though. I was listening to some uh Creed it's only a couple of days ago, man. I I cannot, honestly, figure out how it is that we like that shit. Or how it is like so many people like that shit.
1: I actually... I was thinking about this, too, the other day. Because I was like... Yeah, I mean, I've never seen a band get that popular and just go away entirely. Over a brief period of time, really. I think what it was is... After the whole grunge period, you know, the alternative rock grunge period of like the early to mid nineties, rock music didn't exist at all. And then Creed kind of came along and they, they kind of kickstarted the genre again into that modern, um, yeah, yeah, you know, there's all kinds of yeah. bands that did that. I was talking about. Take this to the other side. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, and they kind of were the um the Nirvana of that style of music. They kicked that. They got that shit into high gear. And
0: but have you? I mean, in your opinion, have you ever seen? Like, I've never had a band where I was really, really into them, and then you go back and listen to them, now, and they, you, it's just unlistenable. Like, I, you cannot, I can't listen to it.
1: Yeah. I Well, <clears throat> to be completely fair, I think their first album is still listenable, in a way, the very first album. But the other two are just, like, music that you would almost hear, you know, you could imagine hearing in hell.
0: Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, it's, like-
1: But it seemed like, um because a lot of people don't realize, I was actually a big, I, I mean, I, I, I shouldn't admit it, but I was actually a pretty big fan of Creed back in the day.
0: Everybody was, that's the thing.
1: Uh, um And I got a hold of... They did the, the first album was independently made originally, right? All those songs were, I think they had paid a studio to record all those songs. And then whoever it was, whatever the label was, um, used all of the songs, but they had them recorded more professionally, right? Like in a better studio. But, but I the time, even, do what now?
0: I, know? I was just say, I'm not even sure. I know. think
1: so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was independently that the first album was independently made. Um, and then the, they signed a major record deal because people were talking about them and everything else. I think genuinely the first album was like, came from them, right? What they wanted to do, how they were influenced musically or whatever. Um, but once the second album, and especially the third album come out, they were full of shit. Like at that point they had egos out the ass. They were just there to basically they're kind of like Nickelback now, but maybe yeah. even worse where they're like, we're just going to write, um, hit song after hit song, radio, you know, just for the radio. And that's kind of what happened with them, I think. And then they all kind of, I don't know what the hell last time I heard of, uh, Scott Stapp, he was like talking about, uh, president Obama wanting to, you know, wanting to, uh, imprison him or whatever. I don't know what the hell he was talking about. he, went absolutely apeshit.
0: That's another fun kind of segue of the story is that he did go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. on All the uh, cocaine in the world, I think, and drugs
1: and things like that kind of lost his mind. But, but but it's funny though, in 2015, that a, a Creed tribute band exists because what audience would want to, I mean, you know, most tribute bands. Okay. You're going to have like a kiss tribute band. Yeah. There's, Thousands of KISS fans everywhere. You're going to have Beatles tribute bands because most kids nowadays you know, would want to imagine what it would be like to see the Beatles in concert. Is, is there any kid out there, like a younger kid, that's, you know... I mean, there's kids that like really shitty music now. Which yeah, there's probably
0: about a handful of them that maybe kids that have autism that just for some reason got attracted to
1: Cree. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is, but yeah, kids uh nowadays they are fans of shitty fucking music so that might be the case.
0: They really, really are, man, but I remember do you remember like right around the time this probably been about two years ago I'd say, I'd gone to Lexington to see uh uh Dawes and uh Connor o'burst up there at that I forget the name of it now.
1: Who the fuck is that?
0: Uh it's like more like an indie folk kind of bands. Dawes? Genre. Yeah, Dawes, D. A. W. E. S. Hmm. So anyway though, the next I remember this. The next week Scott Staff was supposed to be there. And I don't think they even sold enough tickets to like get half of that place. It wasn't a big place. It was probably it probably held probably five hundred people, something like that, I'd say. Really? Nobody gave a shit, man. They were giving away tickets and stuff like that. I remember hmm. that.
1: So he end up canceling or something or what?
0: No, he he did it. I I almost wanted to go just to see that unfold. And this was when he was in the height of his craziness too, by the way. Really? Like when he was kinda out of his fucking gourd, yeah.
1: reminds me though, um so he can shooty music. I watched Sarah's getting me in the habit of watching the Today Show every morning. And they have like
0: God almighty son. <laughs> the hell's going on down there.
1: Well, it's on the background. We're getting You're ready. you to be watching
0: stuff. fucking Regis and whoever, too?
1: Regis is not on TV anymore, buddy. No. But anyway, uh, they have like a concert series pretty much every day of somebody. And, and today, unfortunately, it was Justin Bieber.
0: Holy shit.
1: Man, like, I just watch some of these people and I'm like... I understand, like, the girls or something, like, oh, look at... But, God, they buy the fucking CD, though. I mean, you're not going to see him naked on the fucking CD.
0: God, I hope not. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, there's always been bands like that, though, that have been just, like, completely for teenagers and visuals and things like that and can't do or play anything. It's it's always been that way. You can go back to the Monkeys and shit. Yeah. Probably I mean, even further than that, but yeah, there's always a band or a singer. Leaf Garrett comes to mind in the '70s. Fucking what's that one guy's name? David Cassidy. I mean, they just—they're not worth the shit. They don't have any real musical ability. They got a certain look, and it just gets them over.
1: Leaf Cassidy, did you say?
0: <laughs> Leaf Garrett and David oh, okay. Cassidy. Leaf Cassidy be an awesome name for a like a. Kind of mimic to those guys now.
1: Oh, that was a wrestler back in the day on the New Rockers. Remember Leaf Cassidy?
0: Was it? Yeah, I didn't remember that at all.
1: So, anyway, Justin Bieber, man, I, oh damn, that shit's so fucking uh, horrible. It's not even. It's not even horrible. It's beyond is, that shit.
0: Is it worse than uh, Sunday Best though? Yeah,
1: oh, it's damn. worse than Sunday Best uh, singing the uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air theme song. God, and people going bad. nuts.
0: Him in that damn drum box or whatever.
1: Yeah, beating on that Cajun beat box. So anyway, uh, we should probably take a break and we'll transition over to something else. I don't know. There's, there'll be something else to talk about. We can talk about Paris. Why not? Uh,
0: yeah, let's do that.
1: Yeah. After this break here on Dead Pit. <laughs> <Don't call. laughs> You know what, Uncle Bill? Shut your fucking mouth right now. No, I want to talk about FastCustomShirts.com, you shit eating motherfucker. Who wouldn't want to talk about FastCustomShirts.com?
0: What with all the amazing deals you can get.
1: They have brand new work shirts, Uncle Bill, like I wear. Be a man, Hogan. And wear your work shirt from Fast Custom Shirts.
0: All of your horror t-shirt needs. Your exploitation t-shirt needs Your black exploitation t-shirt needs Hell, they're all in one place At FastCustomShirts.com
1: Sweatshirts Hoodies Work shirts And much, much more
0: Just one click On FastCustomShirts.com And you'll shit your pants
1: So visit www.FastCustomShirts.com The best there is
0: The best there was
1: And the best there ever will be Perspective. Howdy folks, and I hope you guys are enjoying the brand new Dead Pit Radio website.
0: Full of brand new content and never before heard
1: shows. All the old interviews are back up, but they may not stay up. Although all of this depends on... You guys donate and make sure we can keep the bills paid.
0: Look, let's
1: be honest. Fuck the
0: Ice Bucket Challenge. If anything, you really need to donate to us.
1: There's a little banner on the right side of the Dead Pit page. Check that out. Give us any type of donation. If it's $5, if it's $5,000, we'll definitely take $5,000. I'd take that right now and go buy a new car. Yeah.
0: But what we really need is your support to help us keep this site wonderful and free forever.
1: Yeah, so check it out on the main page, back back, city fish. Rack city bitch, city, rack, 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 rack city bitch, motherfucking on that beat. Be? <laughs> rack city bitch, rack, rack city bitch, ten, 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 twenties on your titties, bitch. Hundred deep, VIP, no guest list. TT dog, you don't know who you fucking with. Got my other bitch fucking with my other bitch, fucking all night, nigga. We ain't selling a Niggas say i too dope, I ain't selling it. Bar fresh than a moth, fucking covering me. Go go, let him as Last king killing shit. Hey, this is Tom Savini. You probably know me as. Sex Machine from Duff LaDonna, you're listening to Dead Pit Radio. Hello, folks, and welcome back to Dead Pit Radio. One thing we want to talk about on here uh, was an article that uh, someone posted on sickofyourcrap.com, Uncle Bill. And the title of the article, and it's funny because I, I love the hell out of it and I had to tag you in it, was Tom Savini is a douchebag.
0: I think that sums up everything. But,
1: yeah, Yeah, I mean, over the last couple of weeks uh, since uh, the post he made, you know, basically, uh, I don't know if he was condemning, but basically, you know, um, making fun or whatever he was talking about, you know, the fans that were posting pictures of Gunnar uh you know, pictures they'd taken at conventions with him basically you know uh paraphrasing like oh you met him for as long as a flash and you think you know him don't po- don't post pictures like that of me when i die or whatever
0: here let me let me read you what he said real quick just so we can okay all right it says when i die please don't talk to me I won't hear you. Please don't tell me I will be missed or to rest in peace. I won't hear you. Please don't use my death to call attention to yourself because you sat next to me long enough for a flash to go off. But if you were my friend and we smoked cigars together or you warned me to stay away from a woman that was because she's a prick teaser or you shared some philosophical conversations with me or seemed sincerely interested in what I was saying and I paid you the same courtesy, then please when you gather together with me, with my other friends, share memories, share stories, blah 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 fucking blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, that's what he said. It Perfect. actually gets worse every time I read it. You think it would get better?
1: Yeah, and it's not like Tom Savini isn't already universally known as an asshole.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, but he's just kind of. I, I here's here's kind of what I'm what I'm starting to think. Number one. In my opinion, Tom Savini is a fucking uh, like narcissist. In the in the classic sense of the word, he just is in love with himself and can't can't believe that like he has to put up with these people that are beneath him. You know, coming around him and all this stuff. Only wants to hang out with people that are in the industry. Probably just this is just a guess. I'm saying that's probably true. Doesn't give a fuck about like anybody else that would want you know to to meet him at these things, the other thing is that some of these guys I've noticed, I think Doug Bradley's one of them, and Savini's definitely one of them They really think that like any fan that wants an autograph wants to put it up on eBay or something like that they're that all the fans are just really doing is like using them to get this thing that they want to go sell and 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 all this stuff, and there's a very small percentage of fans that do that by the well, way i
1: mean nobody's gonna do it with tom savini his autographs worthless it really yeah. is like it, i'm not yeah
0: it is probably more so than any other autograph yeah, yeah
1: it's not like hey this was t- signed by tom savini because prior to four or five years ago tom savini would sign as many damn things as you wanted for nothing it was free you know up to just a few years ago so there's right. millions of his autographs floating around out there
0: but I do not, I don't, there's, there's one guy in particular that he, he's a convention promoter and he always defends people like Savini and he just defends celebrities in general for their bad kind of behavior just because I think he just wants to make money. But they're always making excuses for guys like that by saying, well, you can't come up to him like a fanboy and you can't, you know, I don't even know what the fuck that means. Like, how are you supposed to come up to these
1: people? At a horror convention, right? Yeah. You're like, what
0: exactly are you supposed to do? So you're not... Uh, by yeah, this it's, like,
1: logic, uh, it's like the same people that tell you, okay, when you go up to Linda Blair, you just got to talk to her about dogs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, so if they really are interested in the people there, shouldn't they be trying to start a conversation with them then? Like, if you can't go up to them and just, like, talk about, you know, the movies, which is that's what they're saying, don't go up to them and talk to them about their movies, why else would you fucking be there? Right. Like, what else would you really want to talk to them about? Like, I don't get that that idea that, you know, you can't go up to them and talk to them about stuff that you've seen them in, even though that's clearly the only thing you would want to talk with them about, really, because that's how you know them. mm mm-hmm. And if you do, then somehow or another you're supposed to be a fucking moron or something. Well, then please tell me what you're supposed to do, if that's the case. If you're waiting for somebody like Savini to make a conversation with you or show any interest in what you have to say, then you would just be fucking standing there, wouldn't you? Because that's exactly what we did.
1: Yeah. You know, and the thing is, I don't know if we've ever talked about this before, there was a show... I think it was the first Scarefest show they brought Tom Savini in. I think Michael Felcher was there at that show, too. And Michael Felcher is supposed to be, and I think he is, good friends with with Savini. At least he says he is. And, you know, Savini was a little more personable with us then, but he still came across as kind of a prick. You know, and this was even with Felcher, who was mutual friends of ours, you know, so think of it for the common fan that doesn't even, okay, there's probably hundreds of them a year that come up to Savini, have no clue about his reputation, goes up there and says, oh man, and I'm sure he's heard it a million times, I love Dawn of the Dead, just, that's just one of my favorite movies ever, you know, um, and I'm sure he's an asshole to him every fucking time, and there's people that still say, "Well, Savini was very nice to me. I'd love to see that fucking conversation because everybody
0: I'm assuming that there are times probably when he's drunk or he's talking to a woman that he probably is nice, but I've never seen it happen.
1: I've never seen, no, I mean, of all the, and we've seen him at I don't know how many damn shows over the years.
0: I've never, yeah, We have you ever seen him, like, genuinely interested in anything anybody was, like, when they came up there?
1: No, I remember, like, uh, the first time we met him, and I think you were more let down than me, because we had no clue what his reputation was like. No clue now, at we all. We didn't know what anybody was like. No, for. this was, like, 2004 very first horror convention ever we went to in maryland and uh you go up to him and you try to make small talk with him and talk about his movies he acts like he don't even fucking hear you like
0: (laughs) he really does yeah he's done it with a countless amount of people yeah but he just
1: looks up not you know and it's like one right after the other real quick signs signs your shit and uh you know, I think he said like one thing to me. And I don't know if he said anything to you, or he was asking about Romero how big his line was or something like that. Because we already got Romero's autograph. Um, but that was a great that was a great show. But that experience overall was like you were like, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? You know, if he if he well, you
0: think about that for a second though, man. Like, how many people did we meet, and every other person there wasn't another person in that whole show that we had a bad experience with.
1: No. He was the only one. But, you know, the thing is now, Savini really doesn't do hardly any shows anymore. So, I mean. Good. He ought to fucking quit. I think he has. Like, when it comes to conventions, I don't see him hardly anymore at all. Like, when we first started going to conventions, he was at almost every one of them.
0: There is no reason that that motherfucker should be doing a convention, man. For number one reason, like, he doesn't want to be there. Number two reason, like, nobody needs to be giving him money. And the number three reason is, like like you said, his autograph's not worth anything. Right. I mean, what? I do, I don't understand it. Like, if you, I've never understood this either. If you have that much of a problem being around people and want to bitch that much about people and fans and things, like why do you even do it? I mean, I think we know the answer to that, but like save everybody a hassle and save everybody the trouble and and the experience of going up to somebody like that and being completely just let down not even the right word insulted would be the right word and mm-hmm. just don't show up to them shows
1: yeah uh, yeah i agree um but yeah i just thought it was uh rather amusing after all this shit that he you know had a big article on this website, which got a lot of feedback, too. Um, so, I mean, maybe the shows he does come to, this article right here will guarantee that not very many people at all will come to that table. I don't think too many people come to his table anyway. Like, I remember, like, the last couple of Whorehound shows we saw him at, he was there pretty much twiddling his thumbs the whole time.
0: I would say that's got a lot to do with, yeah, the, his general attitude about being there, yeah. No. But you know, that's the, I guess that's the part that, that, the part that bothers me the most about the whole situation with him is when, and this happens with all celebrities, whenever you try to bring up a celebrity that, uh, has been a dick, there's going to be some guy that comes on there. I don't care. It could be any situation. It's going to blame you for something you did that made them be a dick. Cause they're going to be like, here's the whole thing. It happens every time. They're going to be like, well, he, I had a good experience with him when I met him. What did you do to like, did you, would you, you know, did you, were you a fanboy about it? Did you go up and start talking about, you know, the movies or, you know, what did you do that, that's the kind of thing, it's the kind of thing that promoters say and the kind of thing that like I hear some of these, these fans and things say too. It's the say. It's like the mentality of, of you blame the fucking victim. Mm. You know, what could you possibly say if you went up to him as like, "Hey, fuck your mother"? You know what I mean? Like that'd be the only thing that deserved a reaction.
1: You know the one thing like though. That. The one thing though that I always think about when we talk about Savini and just his fucking attitude and stuff like that is, of course, this has been six or seven years ago when we interviewed Savini. It was almost like he was a different fucking guy. Do you remember that? Yeah,
0: yeah that's what I'm saying. Like, he don't, he shouldn't be doing those shows. Yeah. Because there's, there's something about, like, it must do something to him. Like, when he goes to those shows, he must, like, wear some sort of armor about meeting people or something like that. I don't know what it is, but you're right. He was completely different.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was because we were like, well, fuck, we got an interview. Because we just emailed him. Right, and he responded in no time and said he would do the interview. Yeah. Um, So that's a confusing thing. I mean, it's not like maybe he just hates conventions. I don't know.
0: I swear to God, that's got to be it. I think he really hates conventions, and he really hates people coming up to him, like fans coming up to him like that. I do not think that's his thing, and I don't think it ever has been because we're talking about, what, 11 years Mm-hmm. since the first one we saw him at. And there's, I'm sure there's a history of that.
1: Yeah, he'd been doing shows since the 80s, I think. Fangoria shows.
0: And you think about, like, um, think about also, like, Carpenter. It's another guy, man. Every time I've ever met John Carpenter, it's always been really underwhelming and borderline kind of just, like, blah. But on in that interview we did with him, I mean, he was like the nicest guy. The interview went on forever. Like, That's what I'm saying. I think that, that there's certain people who just do not do well in that environment or maybe don't even do well with people in general, like in crowds of people.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's probably one of those deals where we'll never know. I mean, I guess we could probably try to get Savini back on the show and be like, hey uh- – you got this really bad reputation at conventions. Why? I'd
0: almost like to do that, really. <laughs> I really would. I yeah, I told you that I sent him. I don't know if you remember this or not. It seems like you were a part of this, too. I can go back and find that email. Like, this was probably six or seven years ago. Something came up. It was another convention story. It might have been the thing with uh, Deidre.
1: Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, that was a, that was a couple years ago.
0: This was we had a like a fan that met him and had a really bad experience, and like tore up the picture and all this stuff anyway, like we were talking about it, I don't remember how, but he either emailed me or his webmaster emailed us or something like that, and I responded to him, and I said something like you know it, it was something like I, I don't know. What this woman was talking about, or if I was a dick or whatever, like how was I a dick? It was like I'm, I, and I remember like emailing him back me and like, no, like I, you were a dick because like I remember when I met you, you were a dick, and he was like, I'm sorry for being a dick, and it's just, there was an exchange like that. I can find the email.
1: Really? Yeah. Well, maybe that's something we can do. I don't know. We will see. <laughs>
0: You know, Basically, if, I was telling him, you know, if you don't want to have these kind of things be on the show, then stop being a fucking asshole to people.
1: And it <laughs> seemed like there for a while, didn't people say he seemed like he lightened up a little bit? or I'd heard that, but I just... But you never know, I don't guess.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine it. It's just these stories are like all over the place. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, that's the whole Tom Savini thing. Got that covered. Um, and like I, like we said, I mean, as far as the horror news goes, man, there really ain't nothing. There really ain't nothing. I know, uh, Scream Factory announced a couple of titles I don't think anybody gives a shit about for, uh, February. Uh, some double features, The Curse and The Curse 2, The Bot, and the other one is Millennium and Rotor. No idea. Yeah, I have no idea. So that.
0: I've That's never seen any the- one of those. Yeah, I haven't seen either
1: one of those either. But that's like one of the only things. Oh, you want to talk about is that? that? Is that it? That's really bad. Man. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, I don't. I don't see anything else. I got some some uh, Canadian movie called Goodnight Mommy. Really. <laughs> or Austrian, I'm sorry. I don't know how to confuse that with Canada, but.
0: You end up pissing Austrians off.
1: I don't want to do that. Don't want to piss off, uh, you know, any of these ISIS people, too. It might be in Austria or, you know, Europe, wherever they're at. They're supposed they've supposed got a hit list of cities, Uncle Bill. Luckily, Prestonsburg and Crackerbottom, uh, section of Martin's not <laughs> on there. <laughs> I can't believe Crackerbottom
0: didn't make the list, though, really.
1: Yeah. You want to talk about that, though? Ah, uh, we can talk about it a little bit. Um, my, my whole opinion on it is, I think that these terrorists nowadays get off more on all the coverage they get on the uh the news media than the fact that they're basically committing murder on hundreds of people. You know, I, I think that these news the twenty four hour news channels are really fueling the fire when it comes to that bullshit. Um, not that I want to blame them totally, but I think when it comes to these terrorist groups, that they really need to just annihilate the motherfuckers before we even know the name of the group. Before they get to the level of, you know, going all over Paris and creating chaos in one night and killing, you know, hundreds of people. Uh, The whole thing, it's just, it, it reminded me... Very much. And I know it reminded a lot of people of the 9-11 stuff. I mean, much on on a much smaller scale. But, uh, I really think that these terror groups, I don't care how you do it. I think the world's so politically correct now that people are scared to just go and murder these motherfuckers. I don't care. Hire... I wouldn't even take the fucking uh, army there. I'd hire some fucking highly skilled hitman to go over there and pick off them son of a bitches one by one. Hire the fucking Punisher, Uncle Bill.
0: Yeah, I was thinking though, man, like, uh, Thomas they, Jane done that? they probably job. have to have tried to have done that, haven't they?
1: I think that, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to, uh I don't talk about politics awful lot on here. I mean, I've, My family has been religiously a Democrat, you know, Democratic family for years and years. But, man, the one thing about Obama is he's a fucking pussy. Like, he is a chicken shit motherfucker that is too worried about being politically correct all the time rather than doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. Now, the one thing that pissed me off is the 10,000 refugees that they're going to scatter all across the Syrian refugees or whatever, they're still going to scatter all across the United States. First things first, if you're a fucking leader, you're worried about the people of your country, you're going to send them fucking people back. Like, I don't give a fuck how many people that'll offend, but it was already proven that one of those refugees was one of the fucking bombers in in Europe, right? So if there's a, you know, less than 1% chance that those are some terrorists coming in here, you're not taking any of them. That's what I would do. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, I mean, that's the way I look at it. I'm I'm sick of all this political correct bullshit that's all over the place now. It's time to, uh, we gotta play. If you wanna beat the terrorists, man, you gotta play their game. That's the only way you're gonna do it.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, the whole Syrian refugee thing and all that stuff, I really got mixed feelings about it because, I mean, on the one hand, if there like you said, there's a possibility that they could get a terrorist through by doing something like that but then again there's a possibility any terrorist could get through coming in from any country or anything like that if you know if they yeah, were, but the thing is
1: is most of them are coming in illegally anyway we know there's 10,000 of them fucking people coming in here though i mean that's Yeah i mean
0: there's but there's people coming in illegally all over the place right like, but if i'm just if they saying you get in they
1: get in you're inviting them in here now though they're like guests and I would put money on the fact that there's going to be a few terrorists in that in that 10,000. I mean, that's a lot of people.
0: Yeah, I just uh, what I, what I guess I'm saying is is that if you were organized enough to get through some sort of screening process to get into the US, then I mean, you could get in a lot of different ways. Not necessarily have to be a Syrian refugee or through that channel to get through there, mm-hmm. I'm willing to bet there's already a bunch of terrorists that got through that are just kind of waiting around anyway, like probably different, different bigger cities. And but things I just like that. I just
1: don't think you set your after something like that. You're you can take the road. Well, we're in a state where we want to protect our citizens right now. You know, uh, sorry, go back. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. I just. Yeah, I just wish like we had, um, and not saying that I wouldn't vote Democrat again, but I, I think particularly Obama just don't have, he doesn't have a backbone. You know, I mean, it's just my opinion. I think like, if anything, um, and I'm not a fan of George Bush either, George W or whatever, but at least, you know, he had a stance on some things and, uh, he stood up. And, uh, acted like he gave a shit every once in a while. And you don't, I don't think you really get that with Obama. Uh,
0: I just don't think
1: that. Glad uh, he's leaving.
0: Yeah. I don't think that you, you get a very militaristic stance from him. And that's, my impression is, is that's where Democrats are going anyway. Democrats are going the way of less military less uh going into other countries less force kind of related stuff that's my impression is from watching the democratic debates and stuff now is that's the way they're all going anyway so i'd say he's got a stance on a lot of things that to me uh, are probably more important to me just in terms of like uh health care and things like that but He doesn't have a a, a militaristic stance on anything, really. Like, you'll never hear him say anything about attacking people or... No, he doesn't have that kind of Bush mentality about that stuff where we're going to get him and, you know, kill everybody and mission accomplished and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's just not... I honestly don't think... Like, I mean, I'm sure he has, you know, the Obamacare and stuff, people... You know, people appreciate that and everything, but I just don't think he's a good leader really for the country, you know. And uh I don't know about the whole election thing. Like I like I said, I don't want to turn this into political show. But I, I was mean, gonna
0: ask you about that anyway though. Like who are you gonna vote for? Like if you had to vote right now, who would you vote for? Oh
1: man. I don't know really. I, I think that um the guy that I like the most is probably Bernie Sanders, but I don't think he's—I really don't think he's got a chance. I think within this time next year, he'll probably be out of that. He won't even make it to, you know, to that point. So well, I don't yeah. know, I Hillary, like too, Hillary Clinton. No, I don't. Uh, I'm sorry, man. She's not going to win. No, I don't.
0: She I don't, don't have think a chance. Really, you couldn't really get me to vote for her, no. even if it was like. If it was like Trump and Hillary, I don't even know how I'd vote for. I'd probably yeah, just not even vote. The whole
1: Trump thing's scary though. <laughs> it is. He's isn't still, it? he's still around.
0: Son of a bitch is but, like.
1: Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I just think like the country's in a weird spot, and I think it's unfortunately, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some other terrorist attack that hit the United States. Um, yeah, I think
0: that. I honestly think that's coming in the next little while.
1: I mean, I hope I'm wrong on that, but man, just uh, maybe uh, people need to keep the 9/11 in their mind more. You know, we had to actually stand up and and fight back then. You know what I'm saying? And now it's like oh, it's just the. It seems like the whole nation is just pussyfied in every way, and just wants to pussify around every. They just want wanna take little baby steps around every topic and are too scared to piss somebody off like you I,
0: well, I really think that, that Iraq kind of did that the whole idea about going in and killing people and and even even terrorists and things like that groups I think the whole fuck like the cluster fuck that was Iraq really turned people off from ever wanting to do anything. Like military-wise, with another with a country like that, with a Middle Eastern country, they just you know they. I don't think anybody wants to get back into that kind of thing, because it was just such a waste of money and life and time. And I, I honest to God, man, like with a group like that, it's like they're like guerrilla fighters. Like you never wipe those motherfuckers out. Like there's going to be bands of them that are going to come out of the fucking hills and mountains and stuff. It's like you can't. You can't get rid of them. It's like the Viet Cong or something. Like they're not, you're not, it's not like you stand there and engage them in a battle because mm-hmm. they're not going to do that anyway. They're going to hide. They're going to run. They're going to be packs of them in different places. Yep. And that's just it. You're, you know, they created this. The U.S. honest to God kind of created this, uh, um, through what happened in Afghanistan and Iraq and I think now they you, you can't do anything with it.
1: Yeah, and they missed their. They should have destroyed them before they ever got started.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, they shouldn't even been involved in uh, the whole fucking Iraq thing anyway. Right. That should have been the first thing.
1: Yeah. Too late for that, though. Anyway. That's
0: what I'm saying. But, uh, you can't really. There's nothing you can do now. The thing. Fight,
1: uh, yeah, the thing is, I mean, it's hard to fight a group that are willing to die for their cause you know what i'm saying
0: yeah it's like as you kill them you're just making more martyrs yeah. and more people are going to join la- that because the you know it, it it's endless cycle
1: yeah and you got these people you know that attach bombs i mean how can you fight off that they'll attach bombs to themselves you, you know can't. thousands the same, of them will it's
0: the th- same concept as the japanese in World War II, they they were willing to, like, run their planes into the side of, you know, ships to sink them. You, how do you fight that? Well, you had to fucking nuke them. You know what I mean? Like, there was see, no... The the, the
1: the crazy thing is, too, man, like, the one thing that they haven't done, and it's scary because I see something like that happening, is you have some of these big, you know, football games or rock concerts here in the United States in these gigantic stadiums. If they're... If their mo was to kill as many people possible, how hard is it? Okay, what's the screening process like when you go into a football stadium or a rock concert? It's they, not much, is it? I mean, no, it's really not. Like, and that's what I'm afraid of is you're going to have um, some motherfucker with a bomb come in there, and and maybe three or four motherfuckers with bombs come in there, and then you're going to have thousands of people dead just like another 911, you know, and it's scary really because that's what I see them going uh you know, see the terrorists going for because what they're interested in is killing as many people as possible yeah. at one time. And that's how I they think, can do it.
0: I think that the the next thing that you'll see happen in the US if I was guessing just based on what they've been doing is that I think that they there won't be a um an explosion thing like on a plane or anything like that, they won't be able to access a plane anymore or anything like that. Probably it'll be something like a coordinated kind of attack where a bunch of people have bombs and a bunch of people have rifles and they all, like, go at it at the same time, just like they did in in Paris in the United States. And there's going to be such a chaos to that that they're just going to have time to... To, as, as the police and everybody else and SWAT teams are responding to one place, they're gonna fucking, you know, blow up another place. Yeah. I don't know if you, uh, did you ever hear the story about, um, what happened with the Russians when they took all kinds of, I don't remember if it was ISIS, but it might have been another group that took all kinds of Russians hostage. Uh-uh. This was, couple of years ago i think and they took a, a it's like a 100 people hostage and put them in this um it was some sort of venue like a it might have been a concert hall or, or just maybe a warehouse or something like that and tied them all up their hands behind their back and everything like that and in like a, a crouching position with their knees by or, um, their legs behind them and things like that and what <laughs> what they were doing was, they knew that, like, the Russians were going to take time to kinda try to talk to them, try to get some of the hostages out, things like that. So in the meantime, while this was going on, they were building a giant fucking bomb in the, uh, making this whole building a bomb, basically. So they were gonna blow the whole fucking place up anyway, regardless of what happened. What they were hoping was, is that, you know, eventually they'd give enough time to build this and then, they they would all come charging in too, and they would just blow everybody up. So, um, that's the reason why when that happened in France, that the French went in immediately, like there was no none of negotiation shit or like they they immediately like stormed the the concert hall and all that stuff, because probably that's what they were getting ready to do was they took those people hostage in there so they could. Detonate the entire fucking place,
1: mhm, yeah, that's crazy, and
0: that's probably what's gonna happen again um um they're they're probably gonna try that something like that again,
1: yeah, I mean I just got a bad feeling. i mean you know the whole thing with Paris they had what six different locations picked out throughout the whole city of just random violent acts. Yeah, and I guess that was to kind of deter the the police and officials and stuff to all these other locations. So the big location, I don't know how many people were at the concert, by the way, but how many they killed like 160 there or something like that.
0: It was in the hundreds. Yeah, just at that one place, like a hundred, maybe 120, something like that. Yeah. And you yeah, know, yeah, it was. Um,
1: it's just very calculated. And that's the th- that's a scary thing, you know. And honestly, when it comes to that this sort of thing, I think that, uh, you know, Obama's not the leader that we need. That's for damn sure. And I hope to God that they don't do anything, you know, until he gets the fuck out of there. <laughs> because, I don't, yeah. Holy shit, man. We'll be fucked if they, I mean, because he's just not, like you were saying, I mean, he's more... Political, you know, uh, uh, just different politics and stuff and, and, and throwing out there just different policies, I guess is what I'm trying to say. More yeah. along the lines of, yeah, he's a lawyer type president. You know, he's not somebody that's going to strike fear in the, in the hearts of these ISIS motherfuckers. I don't know if anybody would really, but, uh, you yes. know, it's, uh, it's a bad time, man. i got a feeling that some bad shit's going to be happening in the next coming months and years ahead, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you, though. Like, there is going to be some... I just don't think you can avoid it at this point. I mean, there, we're, we're waging... We're not waging war on them, per se, but all these other countries are. And we're kind of the figurehead for all this stuff, too. So I just know there's going to be something with us, you know, with mm-hmm. the United States. Like it's coming.
1: Yeah, I think. Just so don't know too.
0: how it's going to come.
1: So but I was going to, yeah. I was going
0: to ask you about one other thing though.
1: Okay. All
0: uh, right. We watched this. We we watched Raw recently, together. We
1: did. We didn't talk about wrestling on here yet. We didn't talk. We We're might about as well to talk about it. About to. And I didn't pay
0: any fucking attention to this, man. Like I really didn't. Like I don't know <laughs> when it happened. I was like. I guess the reason I didn't pay attention to it is because you could clearly tell from the beginning of that segment where this segment was going, and it didn't surprise me or anything. Mm -hmm. So, but in hindsight, I guess it probably should have, like, surprised me a little bit more than it did. And I'm talking about the end segment, and we were we were discussing this when it happened on last week's Raw. The end segment was a fucking contract signing between Charlotte and Paige, which is an insane fucking idea anyway. For that to be the end of Raw.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But the, the build-up of it was that Paige basically said, that she made some sort of comment about uh, Charlotte's brother, Reed Flair, killing himself. And apparently people lost their fucking mind about well,
1: that. Well, he uh, he overdosed or something. He didn't like, commit yeah, suicide. Yeah, overdosed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it was like something like, well, your brother, your younger brother didn't have any fight left in him, did he, or something like that. Right. And, uh, what's more surprising is you would think, since, you know, WWE and Ric Flair are really close working together and everything else, that they would have brought up, evidently nobody called, called Rick or, um, you know, their, their mother about this segment. Uh, about the scripting in this segment and anything else, man, the thing I uh, thought of though, is, you know, Charlotte, who is uh Rick's daughter and I can't remember the, you know, the, the mother there never mentioned it to him, you know what know. I'm saying? Like that. Okay. I could kind of understand, I guess, why one of the riders didn't call and check it with Flair, but damn, that's your mom and dad. And you're going to go out there and, and participate in this sort of thing, which, man, the th- the whole thing is, is it was just so just thrown together. They never ever mentioned Reed Flair before uh-huh. in the whole thing. Nobody gives a damn about Charlotte and Paige wrestling because they <laughs> that's don't. true too they're not condi- oh, god. they're not conditioned to give a fuck the same right. fucking women wrestle every goddamn week on raw and you're going to tell me that they're going to put this shit together where people are going to be like oh god i want to see this match now you see it every damn week you see them on there so they haven't really given us a reason to give a damn at all and this is definitely not going to give us a reason to give give a shit it was a, Bad segment. It was poorly done. It was in really bad taste.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. It seemed just desperate, didn't it? That's what it seemed to me when I started thinking yeah. about it. It's like desperately trying to get, like, heat and attention and things like that on that match. And it'll go down as being another one of those segments that people will talk about in, like, a couple of years just being one of the worst things, Ugh. one of the worst decisions
1: I think what it was is you had all this talk, you know, the Ronda Rousey deal, everybody was still talking about that. And they were leading us along to think, well, maybe something really big is gonna happen because this there's they've got to do something. They never do this. Mm-hmm. You know, the it's weird enough having a contract signing to end the show, but especially for the Divas title, you know, two women that they haven't really hyped up this match at all. You know. So something's going to happen, and they tried to make it where it would be like this. Oh my god, I can't believe it. that's what they wanted. But at the end of the day, everybody's like, hey, "That's really horrible." Like, yeah,
0: it's just cheesy and really bad taste. Yeah, <laughs> I mean something that. like that. It just kind of reflects too back on the company and just how fucked they are. Like, just
1: well, the thing is, is they don't have to be fucked though. I mean, they're fucking themselves. They are. That's what I'm saying. You know, aside from the opening segment and that segment, Raw was pretty damn good. Like, it had a lot of really good matches on it. I thought the Cesaro and Roman Reigns match was really good. Probably one of the best matches I've seen on Raw all year. Yeah. The problem is, is they're just too hung up on these TV ratings and the fact that John Cena is gone, and they don't know who that next guy is when all you gotta do is listen to the damn fans. You know, that's I mean, one push,
0: thing they haven't done in a long time though.
1: Push who the fans want to see. Like it's easy. That's always that's always worked. Um let me tell you this right now. They're not gonna turn Roman Reigns at Survivor Series. That is the right thing to do. They're not gonna do that because they're hung up on he is the next John Cena. He is the next franchise guy. Even though people don't... He don't get the response they want at all. And he would work perfect as a heel. But what they're probably going to do is they're going to turn Dean Ambrose heel. And that's yep. going to totally backfire on them. Yep. In the worst way. They're I can't still gonna... believe they
0: can't see that though, man. There are not any smart marks in that fucking...
1: Team no. at all? But it could be even worse. They could do something even worse than that, Uncle Bill. You know what else they could do?
0: Oh, God. Uh, turn Seamus face?
1: Not, not, no. not exactly, but the one thing that I noticed on Raw, Sheamus was not on there. They did not mention Seamus. Uh-huh. According to the SmackDown taping, Seamus was not there on that show either. Yeah. That tells me he's doing something on Survivor Series. He's cashing in that fucking thing.
0: Oh, yeah, you're probably right.
1: So, Roman Reigns wins the title for just a, just a minute. Sheamus cashes in. That would be the worst fucking thing ever if that happens. And I'm scared to death that's going to happen.
0: I'd say you're right, because Sheamus is Triple H's boy, you know?
1: So... Let's hope that doesn't happen. Oh,
0: God. That would almost be worse. I'd really like, I'd rather see Roman Reigns win that than Seamus. I really would.
1: Yeah. I'm afraid that's, that's just so stupid, but it probably will happen.
0: Yeah. Because they really have,
1: they really have no damn clue. They're supposed to have about a hundred creative writers on that damn writing team. What in the fuck do they write? That's what I want to know.
0: The fucking thing. It would, I mean, the only two people that would be worse to do something big with, to me, than Roman Reigns at this point would be Seamus or The Big Show.
1: That'd be it. Yeah, put the title on The Big Show. Uh, I don't see, dude, I don't I don't see how you can do anything with Seamus that would make it, like, just not boring. I mean, I. Remember, do you remember the Highlanders? Yeah. That's kind of where Seamus is at now. You know what I mean? I think Seamus is pushed down her throats way more than the Highlanders ever were, though.
0: Yeah, it's the same kind of thing, though. You, that, that gimmick is the same. You just can't you can't do anything with it after a while.
1: So we will see, I guess, on Sunday. That's when the show is. I'm not expecting a whole lot from it, but uh, like I said, Seamus yeah. is probably going to cash in, though. That would be my bet.
0: God, I hope you're wrong. I had never even thought about <laughs> that, but I really could see them doing that. yeah, too. they kinda
1: set that up because uh, just they didn't have him on the show at all, and he's not yeah. on Smackdown either, so anyway, I guess that's it. We've been rambling on enough, but uh, another dead pit radio show about basically nothing, but those are always fun to do, Uncle
0: Bill. Ah uh, yeah, there's just nothing I mean, we talked about Savini a little bit but there's not a whole lot of horror related stuff to talk about. If I if there was something to get excited about, we'd be fucking excited about it.
1: Yeah, we were just busting out the you know, current events and uh you know, Charlie Sheen with uh you know H. I. for Shizzle.
0: Yeah, he's HIV positive about everything.
1: Yeah. So I guess until next time. Oh yeah, and Thanksgiving. Everybody have a happy Thanksgiving if we don't uh talk to you before then, by the way. Thanksgiving's coming up, Uncle Bill. You, know. wanna eat, you wanna you gonna eat a drumstick from my ass this year again?
0: Uh, no, I'm gonna pass. You won't pass I some? want you to fucking
1: pass the drumstick from my ass.
0: Won't you to eat a ham sandwich off my
1: dick? it has to be one of those little bite size like <laughs> finger sandwich. So anyway, uh Kentuckian, Kentuckian. And I'm Uncle Bill. And we are signing off here on Deadbeard
0: dot com.